This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata on here. We are doing a little coach's profile already talking. Brian Callahan, Dan Pitcher. Uh, to be determined on what the offensive room looks like after the 2023 season, but they're bringing all their coaches back right now. Let's talk Zach Taylor. Uh, we don't have to talk Zach Taylor, the head coach, when it comes to culture. He's doing absolutely amazing things. Obviously, getting them over their hump when they won a playoff game over two years ago or a little over a year ago. Um, winning five playoff games, honestly, it, it's absolutely huge in the last two years. But overall, when it comes to this offense as a play caller, because I know a lot of people were calling for Zach Taylor's job early on in the season in 2022, but it seemed to settle down and he's really getting the hang of things when it comes to an offensive play caller. Yeah. Um, I think Taylor's improved every year and he's the one that you can most clearly see. Like you don't know exactly like this is Taylor, this is Cal, but you can most clearly see as a play caller. I think he's improved a bit. You can point back to different points. I think early on in his career, it was just, he wanted to do the Sean McVay thing. But then it's like, well, we don't have the guys to do that. So then how does he adapt to that? And then how do you adapt to getting a quarterback like Joe Burrow? It feels like he's been very open with taking assistance ideas and letting them do things. That's the Brian Callahan, Peyton Manning type offense that I think that they are trying to push into there. I do see a little bit of that none of these guys have the experience, but the Sean Payton, Drew Brees thing in there as well. But that comes because Joe Brady at LSU started under Sean Payton. So that's kind of what a different version of uh, what – the Saints teams were doing with Drew Brees. But when I mean, look at Taylor's history, because look at all of them, also a gamer, a baller, Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year as a quarterback for the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Huskers. Huskers. <laughs> Nebraska Cornhuskers. He was a big Big 12 Player of the Year. He took him to the Big 12 Championship against the Oklahoma Sooners. I assume they lost that game because Google is telling me they made an appearance, not that they won it. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- he was awesome. Went to the combine, went undrafted, but uh, did not break five seconds in his 45.06. Uh, <laughs> did everything at the combine. Did his vertical, his broad jump. Um, went undrafted in 2007. He got signed by the Bucks, but got cut. As he was packing to leave for training camp, he went to Canada and joined the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the CFL. And he was there for a season on their practice roster, but didn't return in 2008. And then he started coaching. And uh, he started coaching under his father-in-law, Mike Sherman, uh, at Texas A&M. I think that is important to look at because Mike Sherman does have a little bit more of an idea of a spread system than what I think everybody's going to look at with Zach Taylor, which was in 2017 when he joined the Rams. 
even in 2012 with the Dolphins, uh, he was named the assistant quarterback coach in 2015. He got promoted to the interim offensive coordinator after Bill Lazor was fired. And when you trace that all the way back, I feel like um, you go into the Bill Lazor of it. Bill Lazor got his start with the Chip Kelly Eagles. And so you could see that having an idea in there. Bill Lazor also Bengals famously. <laughs> um, oh, man. Remember those days. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just like there's more spread stuff in that Dolphins team than there was. But then you get to the Rams. That's so West Coast, Sean McVay, wide zone, quick game, under center, boots, rollouts. And that is what Zach Taylor wanted to do when he first got to Cincinnati. It felt like he was trying to do that and then just realized he didn't have the guys for it. Um, then you, it's just one year. Then you get Joe Burrow and you're going to try it a little bit, but you're also going to, you know, Burrow's going to run his college offense to make the transition as easy as possible. And then 2021, it felt that wide zone stuff still existed in there, but that was, uh, that was the spread. But I felt like this past year was just like, they are just fully a spread team. Now. I think that's your biggest difference with his history. And you have a couple of guys he's coached under that did run some somewhat spread type stuff. Uh, but you didn't have his, what feels like his biggest influence was Sean McVay. And while they're, is still some of that there. They run some of those Shanahan McVay concepts in the passing game. They do not go by so much of what Shanahan and McVay want to do, which is condense the formation. They want to be spread out, condensed versus spread out. Big difference there. Under center versus shotgun. He kept trying to live under under center at times. It just it it. I feel like it's dead. They don't have the guys for it. Um, so it's not. It's almost not recognizable to what a Sean McVay offenses. Like if you watch the Bengals and you didn't tell them anything about the coaching history about either one of these teams, then you watch the Rams. I feel like a lot of that would go like, yeah, I mean, these aren't really related offenses. So there's a little bit of his history with Mike Sherman and you know the Dolphins, but I feel I feel like it's more of that Peyton Manning influence on this spread that the Bengals are currently running. Uh, but yeah, that's that's Zach Taylor's history, but we can kind of actually dissect a little bit more into him specifically, just because we know he is the play caller. Yeah, I, I want to get into really Zach Taylor, and we can compare. I feel like 2021 and 2022 would be a good comparison because there were highs, there were lows. And, and one of the games that I remember, and I know Joe Burrow was kind of on a pitch count as far as him coming back from his ACL, and they were taking it pretty easy early on in the season. But one of my favorite Joe Burrow games was the 49ers loss. And everyone's always like, why would you pick a loss to be your favorite Joe Burrow game? Because it just felt like Joe was on fire in the fourth quarter. I think we'll we'll never forget those connections with Jamar Chase. But I also remember, and this is one of the cons of when Zach Taylor was, um, you know, obviously he's, he's the play caller and the head coach. But he almost, I feel like you don't take it out of his Joe Burrow's hands in overtime and they won the game. And Zach Taylor, to his credit, admitted after the game, like, look, that's on me. That's on me, you know, that loss um, when you when you take the, the ball out of Joe's hands when he's on fire and he's doing a really great job in the fourth quarter. You let him throw. They tried to run. Didn't work out for them. They lost in overtime to the 49ers. And everybody knows, you know, you have two turnovers in the 49ers territory, then that's not going to help you early on in the game either. But Zach Taylor admitted, you know, that was a bad decision from him. So that's kind of one of the games I remember early on from 2021 that really stands out. Um, I know a lot of people could look at the Super Bowl. 
uh, the final drive and say, what what are you doing? Why is Maj P Ryan out there? Uh, there was some bad decisions, but there's also a lot of pros. And I feel like we started to see that after you could say week five, week six for the Cincinnati Bengals in 2022. Yeah, I felt like the 2021 Bengals relied a lot on just like three or four concepts in the passing game. And they just had the guys to just let it rip. There was other stuff in there, but it very much felt like we're better than you. So then when teams adapted to take away those concepts, which is early this year, what do you have now? And I feel like this year is where you can be the most bullish on Zach Taylor because he first, well, he already got away from what he's comfortable with a little bit, but now he's just fully away from that because he even had to get away from the stuff that worked last year um, and just kind of figure out an offense on the fly almost. It felt like week five, and it wasn't even the bye week, week five uh, was when the, well, that's when the run game changed, but I would say they got into shotgun all the time. I felt like the Saints game is when the passing game changed. Like they, they were like, okay, we can't run this stuff. Everybody watched us. We went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so we have to run some new stuff and it worked. And then I feel like another reason this past year is because he lost Jamar Chase in the middle of the year and they were still great, at least after that first game. The second game, third game, fourth game, while Jamar Chase was out, it was like, okay, this offense still looks good. They, like they do they're doing different things at times. I think that's one of the best qualities you can have as a play caller is to be adaptable and to change with what's happening, not trying to run the same type of thing, even if you lose a guy or it's not working. And Zach Taylor clearly has that. I think I think a lot of uh, people might have been a little bit down on Taylor in 2021, even though he went to the Super Bowl, just because when you look at the offense, it didn't feel like it, it felt more like the players and the defense kind of carried that a little bit. And then this past year, I would say Zach Taylor showed a lot as a play caller of things that we like and that have been shown to work throughout uh, the past couple of years. It just love the adaptability, love the culture that he brings. But we're not really talking too much about that. He changed everything there and just love that he's gotten better every year. So you, the potential feels like he still could get even better as an offensive play caller. And and I should, I, when I say we shouldn't talk culture when it comes to Zach Taylor, I, I always kind of feel bad saying that because that's a big part of who Zach Taylor is when it comes to head, head coach. Um, but with him being also the play caller, it's kind of like, let's focus on the offense, what he does as a play caller. But at the same time, you know, credit to him an overall product because you can go back to his first year in Cincinnati and it, and it did feel like a disaster. Um, I joke all the time. And I feel like when he made the quarterback decision in Andy Dalton's final year in Cincinnati, that Zach Taylor should have won coach of the year because he put them in play for Joe Burrow uh, when he decided mm, going to bench Andy Dalton on his birthday. And uh, we're going to make this change when it comes to the quarterbacks. And obviously Zach Taylor's not losing on purpose or anything like that, but he's like, let's, let's see what we have back here because the future probably isn't Andy Dalton, you know, and and it, and it really uh, early on in that season, I would have been surprised. Oh, Andy Dalton's not back in 2020. And it, it just worked out that way. And I feel like Zach Taylor doing that his first year as a head coach, a lot of people question it. This guy's too young. Um, he's not Sean McVay. What are you doing? Not working out. You get that early on in 2020. Joe Burrow goes down with an injury. Um, and then the Steelers game on Monday Night Football, which we talked about a couple podcasts ago, 
I feel like things were finally changing with Zach Taylor. And in 2021, he takes him to a Super Bowl. And, and yes, he had the talent around him, which is absolutely huge. And then you see what they're able to do in 2022. So it does feel, I, I agree with you. I feel like 2023, you're really going to get the big overall picture when it comes to Zach Taylor as a play caller and and being able to go against some of these defense who they have figured them out or they figured, it out, figured them out early in 2022 and they adapted. And that is credit to him. And one of the things that I really like about him, and yes, as a head coach, Coach, that's kind of your responsibility. But when you listen to him in a post-game press conference after a loss over the last few years, which they haven't had a whole lot, he's really honest about how the game went and he puts it all on him every single time. Uh, and, and a lot of people will question it. You know, why were you doing that? That that was a terrible decision. Uh, give up the play calling. Should the play calling go to Brian Callahan? I remember bringing it up early on in 2022. Well, maybe Brian Callahan should have more of an influence. We just don't know what happens behind the scenes when it comes to some of those decisions. Zach Taylor could throw himself under the bus and it could have been a Brian Callahan call or it could have been a Joe Burrow call. And, and Zach's like, mm, it's on me. It's on me. I made that decision. Um, so I don't know. I just feel like we really are going to, I'm I'm looking forward to just after listening to Brian Callahan on the last two pod episodes um, with uh, Locked On and Dave Lapham that the expectations should be extremely high with Zach Taylor. Yeah, I think agree wholeheartedly with all of that. Um, I think Zach Taylor has gotten better. Potentials there. I think you should expect him to be even better this year coming up uh we have just a little bit of time to maybe touch on frank pollock who interesting nfl player i think the only one out of everybody that's been mentioned Mm -hmm. played for the 49ers from 90 to 91 and then also 94 to 97 i don't know how many rings that is but i'm sure it's at least one because 49ers then were (laughs) always winning 92 93 with the broncos uh where i think he gets a lot of his influence is when he was an assistant offensive line coach with the texans from 2007 to 2011 because that is Gary Kubiak, your head coach, which we already talked about, wide zone guy. And I mentioned it earlier segment. Alex Gibbs was the offensive line coach at the time, who was two, so they had two thirds of the offensive line uh, or of the wide zone masterminds of the NFL. And Frank Pollock played for them in the 90s, I believe at least, 92, 93. So there's a lot there to say, like, okay, I think Frank Pollock at his core, he's a wide zone guy. Like that's also probably a little bit of why Zach Taylor wanted him. It's like, oh, but you know, I guess he also got rid of him at one point, but <laughs> brought him back because Zach Taylor's a wide zone guy. Frank Pollock's a wide zone guy. Were they trying to run all of 2021? Wide zone. Were they trying to run at the start of 2022? Wide zone. Did it work? No. And I just find it very impressive that Frank Pollock, as the run game coordinator, easy to see what he's doing uh, because nobody else deals with the run game as much as him. Uh, but yeah, he as a run game coordinator to take your run game and everything you believe in that you have been brought up on as a coach. And it's kind of like, this isn't working. Let's just do an entire different run game. I don't know how many offensive line coaches slash run game coordinators would be able to do that. So talked about adaptability with Zach Taylor, but that's, that's like the peak of adaptability with the run game coordinator. There's more I want to get to with Frank Pollock when it comes to offensive line coaches. A little more on the offensive side of the ball next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.